Think Again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and Streaming Life at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. Today we're talking about psychopathic behaviour and the community and social services sector. Last week we talked about psychopaths and about some of the personal and organisational reasons that people with psychopathic characteristics are rising to the top of our organisations and institutions. So as we said in that program, some of the main hallmarks of being a psychopath are, or sociopath are, a lack of ability to empathise with other people, to put yourselves in other people's shoes, superficial charm, ability to impress, narcissism or grandiose ideas about your own ability, manipulation of others to meet your own ends, and lack of conscience, remorse or guilt when others suffer from your behaviour. You probably noticed that we could also use the term or the description sociopath, which is theoretically slightly different from psychopath, but pretty much describes the same people and behaviour. The central feature of both is the lack of any real fellow feeling and an unabashed focus on self-interest. In the last program, we talked about how federal government pronouncements and policies clearly demonstrate these psychopathic characteristics, including the refusal to raise New Start and similar Centrelink payments like youth allowance to even a survival mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. and the forced offshore languishing of asylum seekers who've come by boat. The relevant ministers are even willing to blatantly lie about the processes they have instigated and preside over, as last week's shenanigans about the Medivac legislation so cruelly demonstrated. And don't get us started about Pauline Hansen and her suddenly discovered care about drought-stricken farmers and those poor men like her son who cruelly is so cruelly being treated by the justice system and their vengeful and greedy spouses. Enough already. Mm-hmm. So today we're focusing on the community and community services sector and, and we're examining the influence of psychopathic behaviour and attitudes as well as organisational pros on organisational processes and relationships. Along with various authors we named last week, Anne Mann, Paul Verhager, Sigmund Baumann, we observe consistent socio-psychopathic behaviour in top and middle level management in these organisations and agencies. In this programme we want to look at how and why this has come to pass and what the more specific characteristics are of this behaviour and attitude in NGOs and the not-for-profits sector especially in the community service area, an area where one would certainly expect better than the sociopathic ways of being and relating we have discussed before and last week. 
Well, yes, we would have thought caring for each other mm. was part of their mm. area of expertise. Exactly. So firstly and again, we have the dominance of neoliberal economics and its underpinning ideology since the 1980s. And that's, of course, the blind neoliberal faith that the so-called free market is the best way to manage everything, not just the economy, but all relational matters. So people are no longer seen as citizens or as people even. They're all characterised by their place in the economy. For example, as buyers or consumers, as providers of product or as resources to be extracted like minerals from the ground. We're all in service to the economy with a blind faith that the benefits which overwhelmingly, and we know that, go to the top 5 or even 1% will eventually trickle to the bottom the 95% of us or of the others, despite all the evidence to the contrary. Yeah, of course, the economist Joseph Stiglitz talks about the mm-hmm. trickle-up economy, yes, where everything's right. trickling up That's correct. to those with inequality. the most wealth. Yeah, inequality rising like anything. Mm. Uh, the barefoot economist Man, uh, Manfred Max Neve, who we talked about the week before last, highlighted the utter devastation that neoliberal economics has caused and continues to cause to masses of people here and around the world. So while economists focus on their economic indicators, indicating growth and therefore progress, and I am doing air quotes here, (laughs) the well-being of real people is not even on the radar. As an example, he, Manfred, points out that Greece some years ago, was forced mostly by a troika of European Union bureaucrats to dismiss 250,000 workers, a quarter of a million, Mm. to so-called save the economy, following a crisis which was itself largely caused by the power imbalances within the Union, the European Union itself, and by the greed of their governing cliques during the last decade. And, of course, in dismissing a quarter of a million workers so blithely, that's affecting more than a quarter Mm -hmm. of a million. Thinking of their families, it's probably more likely to be about a million people, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't on their radar. that's right. So as Max Neve said, nobody reflects about the fact that this is generating 250,000 personal tragedies. He says, that has no value in economics. It is meaningless. What is more important is economic indicators. So there we have it. Core defining characteristics of being a psychopath right there. Lack of ability to empathise with other people and lack of conscience or remorse. People are just human resources. Yeah, moving, moving closer to the welfare and NGO sector, on the home front in Victoria, we have seen the corporatisation of the welfare and community sector start and intensify since the late 1980s. This corporatisation of the community sector has been driven by then-emerging and now-dominant neoliberal ideology. Whilst tracing of it, well, traces of it already started under the Kane and Kerner Labour governments, the fast downhill slope really took off throughout the rest of the, 90, the 1990s, really after 92, under the neoliberal coalition premier, Jeff Kennett. Yeah, and, and being a liberal coalition party premier, one could almost expect some sympathies for this ideology, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some consi- at least some consistency, and its associated practices and policies. But even the Labour governments 
at state and federal level embraced mm-hmm. it with gusto to the point where a lot of yep. people now in the workforce don't know anything else. Exactly. In fact, one can truthfully say that it was under the Hawke-Keating federal governments from 1983 onwards that major shifts towards neoliberalism or economic rationalism took hold. Who can forget Keating's warning that Australia threatened to become a banana republic if it would not embrace facets of neoliberalism? Of course, the federal Labour government at the time sold it to all of us using the pretension of it being part of a compact between unions, employers and the government and under the headline of productivity improvements. But also that opened the door, ideologically and practically speaking, for the gradual implementation of the tenets of neoliberalism, even even if Labour did maintain more of the social protections for workers and families. Mm. So on that note, we'll turn to the Charcoal Club for some inspiration with Cry Freedom.
From October the 28th to the 31st, some of the worst climate criminals will be gathering for the International Mining Conference, IMARC, at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Blockade IMARC is an activist alliance committed to putting a stop to the mass destruction caused by extractive industries across the globe and the harm they cause to communities and ecosystems. We need your help to be part of this blockade. Find out how at blockadeimark.com or check out our Facebook page, Blockade IMARC, a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming life at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about psychopathic behavior and power and how it has been playing out in the community services sector. The result of the imposition of the neoliberal order in the community sector has been drastic. There were numerous amalgamations of agencies and organizations which previously had been smaller and closer to the communities they served. Mm, They were local. Mm -hmm. These amalgamations rapidly occurred in the name of being more functional, operational and, of course, more controllable. Many of additional layers of governments in these community organizations needed to be created to more closely correspond to the operating modalities of government departments and major corporations. Mm. So there was more top-down governance and much, much more of the budget having to go to the new management structures and processes. Since that time, we see community organizations competing with each other for ongoing funding whilst at the same time being expected to collaborate on the ground. The competition, of course, this competition, of course, also leads to all the ills it produces in the political and economic spheres, underquoting in budget proposals, diminishing the costs of service delivery, for shifting that to management, the victory of commercial reason over quality of service. Quality of service for people. Totally. The triumph of management over people and communities Mm. and so on. Mm. So we've seen programs and services rise and fall in quick succession without exaggeration, Mm -hmm. often depending on the whims of funders, governmental or philanthropic bodies, along with the loss of the relationship between staff and with the community they serve Mm -hmm. and with other services. So relationships built up organically over time within communities and across the sector to improve the lives of people, well, that doesn't happen so much anymore. For example, a locally or regionally grown service had ongoing and close contact with local donors, often in the context of local churches. There were local fundraisers and events. New sheets kept the relationship going. Meanwhile, the last major amalgamation we had to witness here in Victoria was the bringing together of 18 previously independent Uniting Church Social Service Agencies Mm. into the now largest Victorian welfare NGO with about 1,200 employees and presumably needing to work meaningfully across the whole state. Mm -hmm. That, of course, then happened with multiple layers of governments and bureaucracy which needed to be inserted to control that massive corporation, one can say. And, of course, the other point of that is that rationalisation to one central body means that these local services, which have grown up 
organically in local mm. communities yes, to meet yes. local community need are now responding to decision-making from a central point yep. that is not connected to that local mm. community and the local people, yep. totally. which is another way that mm. you could say that psychopathy mm. is engendered. Yep, totally. So overall, what effect does this have on management in the community and not-for-profit sector? Well, we've talked a little bit about that. With all the required hirings and sackings, chasing mm-hmm. of the dollar, mm-hmm. impressing of key decision-makers mm-hmm. and strategic manoeuvring, what characteristics... Hmm, what characteristics might one value in management? Hmm, how about a lack of ability to empathise with other people, superficial charm and ability to impress, impress in an efficient way, I could say, narcissism or grandiose ideas of one's own ability, manipulation of others to meet one's own ends, and lack of conscience or remorse. You got it, indeed. That is of course, the flip side of the emphasis on individualism and self-interest, mm-hmm. which is so advocated by the, the, you know, the, the whole neoliberal and economic rationalist model or culture, so to speak. They are indeed the characteristics of socio or psychopath, the flip side of, of self-centeredness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned last week, people with these characteristics do really well at interviews and they fall up the hierarchical ladder rather quickly. Mm, impressing boards at interviews, no doubt, too, when applying for the job of CEO. That's right. Six years I've been in Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates right across Victoria. It's good to be here because uh, Aboriginal radio and um, you don't really get to do this much. Brings us all together. Time, you'll get your time to take that first step out that front door to freedom beyond these walls. Make sure and I just want to say thank you to all of you for giving us the opportunity to speak on air. The reason, the bigger the calling. Make your commitment and watch things. And you can listen to audio from this year's broadcasts and previous years as well, online at any time. You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about psychopathic or sociopathic management and behaviour in the community sector and the devastation it has been causing for people and communities. And we don't want to let managerialism off the hook either. Managerialism is rarely critiqued, let alone named, which is why we're taking care to name it, but it is really the handmaiden of neoliberalism. Managerialism applies the logic of the factory to the whole world, (laughs) to the entire and diverse aspects of how the whole world operates with all the inputs, throughputs, outputs, expected outcomes and impacts, etc. And some of you might recognise some of that language. Managerialism has indeed an entire arsenal of words and concepts, a full vocabulary of abstract notions and words which have nothing to do with how people live and what's important to them. Yet we accept and follow them as if they're just rational and technical things. 
as if they're value neutral, but they are not. Yeah, I just watched uh, Age this morning, and there was a non sequitur little little uh, graphic or whatever they call it with Moses with his two tables standing on the mount, talking to the people on the foot of the mountain and saying. Uh, I see we probably should look for a different name for the tables of command and then call them vision statements <laughs> or mission statements. <laughs> Under managerialism, the entire vocabulary of the professional and helping relationship between those who deliver the service and the recipients who are deserving of them and who, of course, need to comply and are entitled, those pe- the, that r- the, the language has basically been leached of the ways in which we used to talk about these, let's say, 30, 40 years ago. People become a means to an end, a resource to serve an economic purpose rather than ends in themselves. Efficiency for profit, whether directly or indirectly, means everything. Mm. So managerialism prescribes the perfect form of organisation and techniques to implement the neoliberal, the psychopathic, I could add, Mm. neoliberal agenda, wherever that may be required, even if it is so entirely inappropriate for the nature of the community services sector, which it it is being done to. And together with processes of privatisation, accumulation and so on, fraud is never far away. Mm. Together the ideology of neoliberalism and the ideology and techniques of managerialism, as we've been saying, they wreak havoc in a multitude of psychopathic manoeuvres. Sanctioned psychopathic manoeuvres. Mm-hmm. We've, men- we've mentioned mass sackings, often carried out without too much thought these days. In the old days, they used to have duty of care guidelines mm-hmm. when this mm-hmm. happened. Na- now that's all gone by the wayside. Mm-hmm. With competitive tendering and short-term contracts, they have become all too commonplace. Other situations we've been personally involved in or were able to witness from close by come to mind. A local government closing down a neighbourhood house without reason or notice, leaving many disadvantaged community members distraught, traumatised and isolated. While access to the neighbourhood house was closed, the decision to close down had not properly been made by the Committee of Management and members of the committee had deliberately been kept in the dark by council staff. It was legal. It wasn't it, legal. It, it, sorry, it wasn't legal. <laughs> sorry, it wasn't legal, but it happened anyway. Yeah. Ostensive, there have been ostensible mergers between community groups and organisations mm-hmm. yep. w- which have become takeovers or raids or power grabs. Um, once the papers are signed and access to cheap land or resources is gained, civility and cooperation... End and the winner takes all. It's with pretty the pro- cutthroat. Totally. And with the privatisation of welfare, such as the aged care and disability sectors, profit motivated rather than people motivated decisions are constantly being made. Yes, and we've all heard about the horrors of aged care homes, mm-hmm. but the problems with NDIS capitalists chasing down lucrative government revenue are still emerging. And they are emerging massively. Mm-hmm. Really, the only way we can return to a modicum of mean, meaningful operation in, or operating in the welfare, health, education and care sectors is critically examine the nefarious effects on people, relationships and programs and examine their integrity. Relocalization is one absolute must. Mm-hmm. The redevelopment of our capacity to care and to sustain what sustains us 
our nat- what sustains our natural environment and the spaces in which we live, love and die. Yeah. Well, we could start with just valuing healthy relation with each other and mm-hmm. the environment mm-hmm. rather than always accepting the weasel language of economic and efficiency outcomes. And um, we shouldn't forget that uh, all of the sociopathic traits we have named are actually the flip side or the backside of egoism, of individualism, self-centeredness. Meanwhile, we at Borderlands, we try to focus on the regenerative work which is needing to be done to restore our capabilities to relate well with one another within and across generations. And we would also suggest that we better start to complement these on-the-ground and local activities with political action, protests and resistance, as well as resisting the ongoing invasions and destructions of our capability to think critically and independently by the social and other media. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.